folks this is mickey g and i'm rodney t and welcome to another edition of old fools talking old schools hey rodney i want to ask you something have you seen that latest list of the 500 greatest songs ever that was put out by rolling stone magazine no i haven't seen that man i i usually don't uh partake with rolling stone because they ain't talking to me well rolling stone after i guess like 17 years went out and did what they call an opinion survey. So it's a survey of of really everybody except who buys music. It's you know producers, artists, uh, you know, folks in the music media, folks of that nature, and ask them to to rate the top five hundred songs ever, regardless of genre and things of that nature. And uh, it was interesting. I looked at it and. And I can't say a whole lot about the song that they named number one because uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about the Queen, but they uh, determined that the the number one song ever was "Respect" by Aretha Franklin. Now, once again, I have a lot of respect for Aretha Franklin. I have a lot of respect for the song "Respect," but would that have been my number one song? Probably not. Uh, But then again, when you have that many different people giving their opinion, uh, you know, you you can come up with something obviously a lot different than what you would think. And I don't know if the current environment with the, you know, the biopic and the biography on Aretha Franklin had any influence on that opinion survey. uh, But it was a little bit ironic that, you know, she's uh, being, you know, very much remembered as she should be and that that song ended up being voted the number one song ever. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. They ain't talking to me. You know, I ain't got nothing bad to say about the queen and all that, but that's, that's the one they figure they know that we could all relate to. Uh, the queen was a bad sister, <laughs> but number one all time. And then it's just different, different people have their own different thing. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, Oh, you 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 were more of a jazz person most of yeah. you know, and I know you know I really wasn't into jazz. So yeah, you're gonna get those different different opinions. Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 uh, that's where I, I, I that's where I still live in the in the jazz genre. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, Amita Franklin was a bad sister. She 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 was a bad thing, but I was also in the R and B too. And uh, I can honestly tell you, if it came down to the Number one song for me. I don't think it would have been Aretha. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, all people have different things, you know, and different yeah. reasons why they they like who they like. See, just like uh, uh, for me, I mean, I can go down, especially when you start talking to seventies. You know, you talk about Lakeside cameo. I mean, that was back in the day where every week somebody came out with a bad album. Man, what was number one to you this week may not be in week four because. It's been a whole bunch of hits that come out out there. Uh, Rick James. I mean, there's just so many different ones. Frankie Beverly. I mean, you name it. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying, too. You know, I I was like, well, I guess it all depends on what you're looking at, you know. And and I was was okay 
with with the number one song being respect. I like oh, okay, yeah. I, I'll go there. But the number two song just blew me away. Mm. And the number two song in this top one hundred survey that they did was "Fight the Power" by Public Enemy. Now <laughs> I I grew I sort of grew up in you know we grew, sort of grew up in the rap age. I mean we, yeah. we we were there when that was first first started and everything. But I'm like Public Enemy. <laughs> Fight the power, the number two song ever. And see, I'm no. like, nah. I mean, no. Nah. First of all, I just can't see Flavor Flav being number two in just about anything, you know. Oh man. And and is that really rock and roll? Well, I mean, I shouldn't say all of this was rock and roll. I mean, it was, you know, it was R and B, it was jazz, rap, it was, you know, typical rock and roll. It was, it was all put together. It wasn't no specific genre. But I'm like, Public Enemy? Number two song ever? And I'm like, I could have even maybe gone for the original Fight to Power by the Isley Brothers. I mean, yeah. they said, you know, it, it it was talking about, you know, fighting, you know, bureaucracy and going against you mm-hmm. know, racism and things of that nature. I could have said, yeah, I, I could see where that song had a deep meaning to it, even though there were some other songs that I think had probably a a deeper meeting when you talk about songs that Marvin Gaye put out yeah, you know, exactly. during, during his time and, That's what and exactly things, you know, thinking you know, about Mercy Mercy Me and and what's all going things on. like yeah, what's going on. Yeah, those mm-hmm. songs I said they probably even have a di- different meaning. That's why I'm like and public you got, enemy. You got Gil Scott Heron, you got you got uh War. War has mm-hmm. had some songs out there. But see that's what I'm saying. See with them they want to go with name recognition. Somebody that 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 People of, of color, they would think can 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 uh, identify with, but I mean, I ain't even endorse no brother standing up with a damn clock around his <laughs> neck. <laughs> I can't take that seriously. You know, the, the music, the music was all right, but uh, it ain't no number two. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think so. Dude, he, you know, and he up there moving around like he got some kind of Tourette's going on and stuff, which I mean, I, I yep. all apology to people who, I mean, I'm not complaining, talking about people who have that situation, but, but I mean, you know, I'm just like, no, number two song ever, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't see that. And, no. uh, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, if they say these, this is a list of the top 100 and, and I must admit, like I say, Aretha, I had no problem with, they had Marvin and then what's going on. They had, uh, I think Stevie with superstition. They, well, they had Beyonce. Eh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, she's mm-hmm. she's she's done good. I, I would give that to her. Yeah, but, but if I, it ain't if it ain't a video, I don't need to hear. It. Yeah, well, that's you what know. I'm saying too. You know? Yeah, <laughs> she's a good entertainer, but singing ain't yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, and that's why, like I say, I had some of my thoughts about the the numbers that they had that come up with, and I and I I was saying to myself, I'm like, okay, if if you have a problem with what this Rolling Stone magazine opinion survey, as they call it, came up with, what do you think about the top few songs that, of, of all time? And I know I'm biased because, like I say, I came up in a different era and you tend to have more of a, of a, of a prejudice toward those songs because that's what you grew up with, you know. Right, right. But I'm like, okay, where would you go? What, what would you look at if you were doing something like that? And I was like, first one came to mind, Rapper's Delight. To me, that started off before the gangster rap and all the bees and hoes and all this kind of stuff. Rapper's Delight was just a typical, good, down-to-earth rap song. 
that they still play today that when that intro starts, everybody knows what that song got be. Who else can go in and say hip, hip, hippity hop, hip, hip, hop, hop, you know? <laughs> everybody, everybody knows that song. Well, I mean, when you come from the era we come from, it would it would be heavily influenced because we only saw so much. Right. Uh, our, our type of stuff was limited. We didn't have like a whole lot of access on television. So it would be American bandstand based. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I know, like for myself, you know, the first time Prince was on there, boy, that was just something just like, man, we ain't never seen nothing like that before. Right. You, you start listening to, to them, and uh, that's more than likely where it would come from because that was more influential in our time. Right, you right. Know, but uh, as, as time grew on, and then you know, in, in in the black neighborhood, we knew the artists that we like. Just like I'm a I'm a I'm a Lakeside fanatic myself. You know, Lakeside, they they can throw down whether it's a concert or whether it's just listening to their music. You know, and there's so many other groups that I like. It it would be hard for me. It it all depends on the day and how much Hennessy I drink. <laughs> as to as to which one would be number one, because. I mean, the Isley Brothers, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just so many. Then the ones that we didn't forgot about, because, you know, our era growing up, there was a lot of one-hit wonders. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? yeah. And, and we don't even realize it until, oh, yeah, I remember that song. You know, it's, it's just, it was just some good music back then. And, and I think part of that reason was that the guys were uh, musicians. They played their own music. Now mm-hmm. these do be sampled. My son came up here. There was some song, I forget who it was by, but it had that beat from Miles J. Right, uh, right. Uh, and he's like, Dad, boy, that's a, that's, a, that's a hell of a beat right there, boy. This dude right here. I'm like, I said, boy, that's Miles J. he's like who i was like come on come on up here i brought him up here to to the room the boom room and i had to go through all those cds i pulled out miles j i just put it in and he was like oh man i thought he was the one that i said i know you did (laughs) you know but yeah man it was so many good artists out there man it's just it's hard to pick for me yeah it is. As, as I was thinking about thing, the same thing I went through, I'm like, it's just so, so many. And I was, I was sort of thinking about, well, what are those that still have a little bit of, of, uh, of credibility today? If nothing more than people just remember the, the, the tune or the lyrics or the intro or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I thought about rappers, the light and, and, uh, and that song. And, and then I, I thought about car wash, another mm-hmm. one, but when the intro comes on, Every, yeah. I mean, they still play that at, at, at ball games and things today, you know, with that hand clap and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, Car Wash has to be up. And, and it was a damn good movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I think about all the stars at that time that was in that movie, you know, Car Wash, you know, Richard Pryor, the Porner's sister, even mm-hmm. even Otis Sistruck. You remember he worked at, he was in the cafe, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, that ball uh, here. Tracy Reed that played Mona when she walked down that street in them in them hot pants, boy. Oh, man, have you ever seen anybody beg so much as Franklin Ajay? He was in, <laughs> he, was, he was in that he was in that cafe every day trying to get Mona. You know, you remember he was sitting there at the counter and that song where Rolls Royce "I Want to Get Next to You" came yep, on. Yep. He was in there every day trying to get next to Mona, boy. Yeah, <laughs> man, that made me think about Vanetta McGee. Man, she she was fine as hell. I read a little blurb about her on Facebook the other day. I, cause I, they was talking about her and um, a man that played Max Julian mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in the Mac, you know, cause she was in that. 
and uh, they had on there what they were talking about uh, for every some white actresses that they you know they give all the being uh, super pretty and all that other stuff too. They said for every one of them, we had uh, Pam Greer, mm-hmm. and they named off several sisters back in them days, boy. And and there was some fine sisters, but the thing that stuck out most to me was Lynetta McGee was fine as hell, and they they had on there she was born in 1943. Oh man! And I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm watching her in the seventies. That that woman was fine, boy. They had they had the the sister that was on uh, Ice Cube's them uh, uh, series that they ran there. Uh, you know where they had Debo and all them. That that sister was on there. Miss Miss whatever her name was was water in the lung, bending over in Fridays. Oh, in Fridays, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Fridays. That the, the woman across the street, Ice Cube, and Chris Tucker was sitting there pointing at her across the street. Right, right. Sitting there like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see that meme on you see that meme on Facebook a lot when somebody shows somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had her on there, boy. And I'm like, they had her and her daughter, and she, that woman still looked good, man. I'm like, man, they had some nice looking women back then. That that. I heard. That damn Pam Greer just cut the cake for me, boy. I, I I did like Richard Pryor, boy, but when I heard that he was with that boy, I was like, you lucky dog. <laughs> lucky I, dog. I heard that. I heard that. And, and and just from talking about this, I already see another episode of, of Old Fools Talking Old School. We're going to talk about the, the old days and those five sisters in them movies. I, I can Man. already see another episode there. <laughs> Already, uh, yeah, because yeah, I, that's that's exactly right. They had you know coffee brown and all that stuff oh, going on back man. in the day, man. Oh, uh, what's yeah, the name we, that played Cleopatra Jones? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, be at the movie with your mouth open the whole time. Look at I that. heard that. I heard that. As I say, I, I could see another episode already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, uh, I heard yes, that. Um, but but getting back to the songs and the music now, this uh-huh. is another one I came up with: Teddy Pendergrass and Closed Door. Yes, sir. Now now now, see these young guys. You know, Bruno Mars, Anderson Park got that that song. <laughs> I'm gonna leave the door open, hoping that you're coming through. Now Teddy wasn't about it, hoping that you're coming through. She was already there, Rodney. Yes, he sir. like closed the door. Let me get what you're waiting for. <laughs> You know, these, these, these young boys thinking about, I'm going to leave the door open, hoping that you're going to come through. Yep. Daddy was like, no, no, just go ahead and close the door and come on in here. Yes, sir. Hey, that's the difference. Yeah. I, I You know, back in the day, you know, when we was over there at the dorms and stuff, that was that was my theme song. When I when I put close the door on, you know, you put it on on that record player and put the arm back around it so it goes yes, sir. Keep playing over and over. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hey, hey, just to show you the diff- the, 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 the different uh, generation, see, our whole aim was to, you know, get a girl and take her out one-on-one and see what time it is. You know, these kids today, they go out on group dates. I'm like, well, my son told me that I'm going out with some friends. I, th- I thought she was going out with a girl. Yeah, yeah, she's going, I'm going out. I'm like, man, how you going to uh, 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 talk to this lady and this, this- Ten of y'all. Oh no, we just that's that's what we do, Dad. I'm like, <laughs> what? Y'all ain't gonna never <laughs> meet up with nobody. <laughs> it's a whole different generation than what we came up with, brother. 
That was mm-hmm. just a whole different generation. But I was I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, yeah, I remember back in the day, boy. Put that record on and put that arm over so they keep going back and forth and back and forth, playing over and over again. See, that technology was simple back in the day. Wasn't it though? Wasn't it? <laughs> you didn't have to punch repeat or nothing. You just put the arm back over. It kept going many times. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Hey, we, we got other things to be thinking about. That's we right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right hey, hey i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one more at you uh, you probably you probably don't even remember this the ink spots if i didn't care you remember that song i know top of my head like i said you know <laughs> i'm the young dude in this group <laughs> you know I just, I just threw that in there i just threw that in there man you know that was a song you remember the sand from the sun whenever red fox was singing yeah. that song how yeah. would I be true? <laughs> that was a song. Yeah. No, I just said that dog, no, man. Nobody know that song. I just I thought about that. And I said, bro, I said, I said, Fred sang that song every time he was singing a song. That song they would say it was it was a, the the ink spot, but no, that mm-hmm. wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be in my time. I just threw that in. <laughs> Yeah, dog. That, that, that's kind of reaching. That's that's for the old old school. Oh, yeah, that's, that's even older than we are. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I just threw I just threw that one in there. But uh, but yeah, I, I just I don't think I would even try to sit down and come up with the the, the sort of the top one hundred because, like you say, it was a whole different era of music back in the day, and and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't always about just uh, you know sort of the typical R and B. Music, cause you know we came up during that time when uh, uh, Hall and Oates came out with Sarah oh, yeah. Smile, and then oh, Bob yeah. Skag came out with Lowdown, and uh, yeah. and what was your boy's name uh, that came out with uh, shoot, Bob, Bobby Caldwell? Yeah, was that his name? yeah, yeah. What was that song he had? Uh, Bobby, if, if, uh, what is it? if if you don't do do for love, do for love, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Bobby Caldwell, and, Find and you know everything. You know, um, there was some controversy about that song because his his record producers, you know, the the album cover showed a guy with a hat on, just sort of covering his face. Yeah. Because yeah. there was some issue with you know what what genre really that song belonged in. Did it belong in R and B? Did it belong in rock and roll? Because you know he was white. You know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't at that time. It wasn't about just specific ethnic group. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love me some Sarah Smile back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that was nice. But that 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 just shows you the music genre when they started trying to redefine and find a niche for their own. Because yeah, you know, rock and roll, pretty much. Uh, well, they got that sister that played the guitar. Is really they call her the queen of rock and roll. But uh, Little Richard and all them, that was rock and roll until the the white companies started deciding to trying to niche to put that. That, that guitar music in and call it rock and roll. Mm-hmm, and, and, mm-hmm. and he got rid of Little Richard and, and uh, God, who am I forgetting here trying to think of? But uh, so, it, 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 yeah, because then they created pop music. What the hell is pop music? <laughs> but they didn't know where to put Michael Jackson. They wanted to claim him, but they, right. they didn't want to. So they call it pop music. Pop then music, everybody yeah. was in pop. What the yep. hell is a pop music? <laughs> You know, we used to always say, "No damn pop, that's that's soul music." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, they started messing around with it, with all that, uh, trying to define things, put a label on it. You know, for us, when there was nothing else, it was American Bandstand. But then Soul Train came along and just 
just blew it out the changed water. Changed everything. Yeah, it did. Changed boy. everything. I I agree with you because you know I I remember that that one show you talk about with Prince on it. I remember watching that show and mm-hmm. and uh, now see. That's what happens when you get old right now. I'm trying to think of the guy that hosted <laughs> American Bandstand. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, as I know that dude's name. Uh, hey, we, we told people up front, there may be those pauses where we had that lost the chain of thought. Uh, what's his name? I can't, I can't even think. Now, that's, that's bad. Anyway, mm-hmm. he asked Prince I, I, how, many, I, I, how many instruments he played. And Prince said like yeah. 200. And he looked at him like he was crazy. Prince yep. played about that many instruments. Yeah, because he didn't, he didn't. He didn't smile. He started laughing. Oh, yeah. oh, you kid! Prince just looked at him like, "Yeah, oh, hell, I ain't lying." Yeah, I remember. You I know? remember that show just, uh, just like it was yesterday when he asked him how many instruments he played. He looked at him and started sort of laughing. Prince looked at him like, "Nah, I ain't laughing." <laughs> <I'm telling laughs> I ain't you. laughing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I read a little deal about him. Uh, uh, Soul Train came along. He's giving him a run for the money, and he wants Dick Clark is his name. Dick Clark. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> he he started trying to sabotage Don Cornelius and stuff, trying to get it off the air, cause 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 they were cutting into, you know, again the 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 silent majority, which was black people, was the one that was supporting the dang thing, and then when they had their own thing, they saw that support go, and then they tried. Yeah, he tried to sabotage. Uh, yeah, they, they were at odds for years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because he, you know, he tried to get them to to air Soul Train at like three or four o'clock in the in the afternoon. Because you know, American Bandstand came on around noonish time, as right. I remember. Right. And that's when Soul Train started coming. It was on about that same time. Yeah. And when they when they ratings were starting to take a hit, he was trying to pressure them to have them have uh, Soul Train come on at a later time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, they and they then, was a lot. And then he tried to uh, get a lot of the black artists not to go on there because he was trying to develop another alternative to American bandstand for soul music. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to steal those people. Luckily they didn't, they didn't do it, but uh, that, that kind of fell by the wayside. But when I saw that, cause I always, you know, well, we grew up with, it. Uh, I thought Dick Clark was on the up and up. Cause you know, he's one of the, at that time, he's the only one that would have somebody black on there, even though it had to be somebody that was in the top, whatever, Right, right. But uh, that was the only time we, uh, we we were telling uh, Philip the other day he came over here. We was telling him back in the day when uh, you know black folks didn't have television. If somebody like if Sammy Davis Jr. was going to be on uh, television or something, the few people that had them, they put the TV in and want everybody be outside looking, watching. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. everybody didn't have no television. He can. He said, "I can't fathom that." That I said, "I know you can't." <laughs> <laughs> When I told my daughters, I said, uh, y'all don't know. Y'all got cell phones and things. I said, y'all don't know what it is to have just a normal phone that had a party line. That's and right. you go in there and pick the phone up, and somebody else was talking on the phone. Not yes, in sir. your house. It wasn't somebody on an extension in the house. This was a whole other person in a whole other house that was on the same line as you had. And yes, they, sir. Like I said, they called them party lines, you know. Yes, yes, indeed. And you, you, you put the phone down politely or you know, in those situations where it was a little bit of an emergency kind of situation, 
you could actually ask the people, you know, would y'all mind sort of hanging up so I can call the doctor or whatever right. kind of thing? But yeah, I mean, they they mm-hmm. they was like, what are you talking about? How could you have? Yeah, there were party lines back in our day. That's right. And you had to share. You couldn't get on there and sit for four and five hours That's right. talking to you. That's right. You to had to share the line. Yeah, so, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, so things, like I say, things, things have changed. That's for sure. That's oh, for yeah. Sure. So, a lot of it for the better, but some of it I, I kind of wish <laughs> back the old way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Hey, right now I'm looking at the time again, man. We supposed to be right at 30 minutes on these podcasts, and we only got through two songs. Yeah, at this rate, it's going to take us 250 podcasts just to give our top 500. <laughs> but uh that's what happens when you you're unscripted you know when you're just talking and having a good time before you know it look up and time's already gone but uh let's let the people go this time and we'll we'll check them the next time we get on old fools talking old school hey this is mickey g and rodney t all right folks Peace. peace